Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Buskey. Oh, it is good to be back. You've been hearing my voice over the past six weeks, but I've been far away on windy, windy trails where recording any kind of podcast would have been highly problematic. It's nice to be back here, and even though podcasts are generally one-way affairs, I do feel closer to you when I'm recording, so it's good to be with you again. Today's shout-out goes to two people, the two people, who allowed me to go away for six weeks and not worry about the business. Colin Buskey does all the editing of our podcasts. He loads them into our distribution app and maintains the Assistant Principal Podcast webpage. The value that Colin brings is not only the actual technical work, but Colin also does a wonderful job giving me explicit feedback that helps me grow into a better podcaster. More importantly, Colin provides me with peace of mind. I know everything will get done. I don't want to be standing on a mountaintop worrying about the podcast, and with Colin, I don't need to. So thank you, Colin. The other shout out goes to the person whose voice you heard on last week's Five for Friday. Mara Buskey has stepped in multiple times to share insights with you, both in the daily email and the podcast, and her ability to articulate ideas about leadership through the lens of a 24-year-old, which resonates with those of us who are slightly older. It amazes me. Further, Mara plays a myriad of roles, including formatting and loading all our content, including the daily email, updating the website, overseeing our course and program launches, and really doing anything that helps move us forward as a business. Most importantly, Mara holds me accountable and keeps me focused and grounded. Next week, we'll be opening our mentoring program for first and second year APs, and in preparation, we're working on some tools to share. My thought was to share four essential things that a new AP must do. And as I began building that out, the tool kept growing and becoming much larger and bigger than what I'd envisioned, but I just kept going because that's what I do. Mara stepped in and said, dad, you have everything people need in the first essential anymore and you'll just overwhelm them. And I'm just so blessed to have such an incredible partner to help me be better, to hold me accountable, and to walk this journey with me, to laugh and for us to lead together. So thank you, Mara. Okay, let's get into the show. Hello colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day we have a chance to grow. Every day we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of July 17th through 21st, 2023. 
I've essentially already covered Monday's email in the thank you that I gave to Colin and Mara. So I'll jump to Tuesday at this point. From June 11th to 28th, Pam and I hiked the 270 mile Penine Way Trail in the United Kingdom. And it seemed like every day there were leadership lessons for us. One of the things that's really continuing to impact me is the power of presence. Now, that may sound surprising because I already write a lot about presence. You probably feel like sometimes I'm beating you over the head saying you need to be fully present. But the, the depth of presence that I experienced on this hike really was like nothing that I can ever remember. Oftentimes, usually I guess when I'm hiking, I take in the views and the sights and the sounds, but I also use that time to process. And so a lot of times my mind is kind of somewhere else, even when I'm walking through these beautiful trails. But on this hike, I was truly fully present, not just for minutes or an hour or two, but for the first four days, I was 100% fully immersed in the experience. And what really jumped out at me was how much more I was able to take in because I was fully present. My eyes saw every detail. I could smell the air change when we changed the terrain. My whole body was aware of the wind, the heat, the path, and I could hear each small tweet of a bird or whisper of the wind. And even our simple foods tasted more flavorful. So here's the leadership lesson. When I was fully present, the smallest beauties were as magnificent as the biggest ones. A pebble was as impressive as a cliffside. A tiny flower was as beautiful as an orange sunset. And a black slug was as magnificent as a wild horse. So what explains this? It's really simple. By being fully present, I noticed the details that I would normally have passed by. And in noticing them, I was able to appreciate them. Now, I'll write a lot more about this in the coming weeks. But maybe your takeaway from the podcast today might be to try and find a few minutes to pause and to be intentional about noticing something small and insignificant. And in that thing, try to find the beauty. On Wednesday, I talked about commitments. So during our hike, Pam and I walked 16 to 20 miles every day for 16 days. We lost weight, we gained muscle, and we finished the hike feeling very fit. Now, back in the work world, we don't have time to walk 16 miles. So we've come up with a plan to work out each morning. Now, as part of that plan, we've agreed to hold each other mutually accountable. We'll push each other because we care about each other's health. This captures that idea of compassionate accountability. The idea that if you really care about someone, you will hold them accountable to their commitments. And again, this is a theme that's going to be running through our work for the next couple months. But I hope you listen to Dr. Nate Regeer's podcast episode or my interview with Nate on Tuesday, because it's all about his book, Compassionate Accountability, and the ideas and the techniques that he brings, brings to that. 
this is actually one of those episodes that's kind of sector agnostic. So if you have friends that aren't in education, but are responsible for giving feedback and guiding others, you might want to steer them towards this episode of the show. On Thursday, I wrote about kind of a sad conversation that I had with a 10-year veteran teacher who's considering leaving the profession. She said, I love the kids and teaching. It's all the other stuff. And I just had to pause. It seems to me like teaching kids and preparing to teach them should be about 95% of the work of a teacher. But other things creep in. And teachers are spending significant time doing things that detract from their focus of preparing for and teaching kids. One of the things that she and I talked about was the professional development that she's doing. This is North Carolina and North Carolina is pushing heavily on the letters professional development. And she said letters is wonderful but the amount of work and the amount of time that she's expected to invest in that professional development is not in proportion with the value that she gets out of it. And she needs to be investing more time in preparing her lessons and less time in completing all of the tasks that go along with letters. Worse still, I asked her, so when you take something that you learned from your letters professional development and you implement it in your classroom, do you have anybody that's observing that that can give you feedback and support and help you increase the value that you're getting from letters? And she looked at me like I was crazy and just said, no, that doesn't happen. So this, I didn't put all this in the email, but this just goes back to that disconnect where we ask teachers to do professional development and then we have no follow-up for that to help support them. That's not professional development. And if I could change one thing with a snap of my fingers in education, it probably would be the whole thing on how we do PD. This is a 10-year veteran teacher. She, she should be determining what her professional development should be. And if it's letters, great. But if it's something different, that's great too. And she should be telling us as leaders what her goal for improvement is, how she intends to get there, and then what she needs us to do so that when she's chosen a new practice to implement in her classroom, we can go in and observe and collect the data that is going to help her then figure out what her next steps are. Okay, I'll get off that soapbox. On Friday, I talked about the four roles of a support network. And on Tuesday's show next week, it's, we're going all about that. We're going deep into that. But I guess this was just a teaser. I shared that when I reflect on my worst leadership decisions, they occurred when I felt isolated, where I tried to own too much, and when I failed to ask for help. And that led me to reflect on the kind of support networks that I had around me when I made those bad decisions. I think leaders need a support network that fulfills four roles. And this is especially, especially critical to all of you new assistant principals out there or you know, second or third year assistant principals or people that are changing, moving into new roles, moving into new buildings. You really need a support network that has these four roles. The leader, 
that helps set direction and guidance on a day-to-day basis. You need peers to ease isolation, to provide alternative perspectives and offer encouragement. You need an advocate to remind you to care for yourself. And you need a mentor to help tie all that learning and growing together through connection, reflection, and integration. So again, we'll talk more about that on Tuesday. But I would encourage you this weekend to take stock of your current support network. Where is it strong and where is it lacking? And if there are barriers to filling all those roles, what are those barriers? Okay, so this week's emails were a bit of a smorgasbord, but if there's a theme, I think it is about accountability being a positive thing and how it takes different forms. One form of accountability is in the form of responsibility. Mar and Colin felt responsible for the success of the business and for this podcast in particular. The teacher I talked about feels responsible for her students. So the things that get in the way of fulfilling these responsibilities create tension. Accountability also arises out of care. Pam and I have made a lifelong commitment to each other and holding each other accountable for taking care of ourselves is part of that commitment. In the same way, Nate Regeer talks about this same type of accountability in his concept of compassionate accountability. We hold those we care about accountable for the things that will improve their lives. And again, if you missed my interview with Nate on Tuesday, please go back and listen. It really was excellent. Nate is a great human being. He's so passionate, knowledgeable, and articulate. So please make sure you listen to that podcast. And if you know leaders that are outside of education, you might want to forward that episode to them because it is sector agnostic and any leader could benefit from listening. The other aspect of accountability we touched on was about how we build in accountability intentionally in our professional lives. It may not have hit you that way in the daily email or in my recap here, but when we're talking about a support network, an important element of that includes having people that you can trust to keep you accountable. That's it for this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you for including me on your journey. I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday when I go into detail about building your support network. Being an assistant principal is an awesome but daunting job. If you're new or nearly new, or if you feel like you're working too hard or struggling too much, taking stock of your support network is imperative. On Tuesday, we'll discuss in depth the four roles your support network needs to include, how you find people to fill those roles, and some of the pros and cons of your options. We'll also be announcing formally our new mentoring program for first and second year APs, and you'll get the first shot at downloading our checklist for building your support network. I don't think I was supposed to announce any of this today, but I'm so excited I can't contain myself. As always, please remember to subscribe As always, please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the show helps others find it. And if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. We now have 14 ratings and three reviews. And if you could take a minute and help us to increase those numbers, it will make it easier for people to find the show. It's all about algorithms and the algorithms love ratings. 
I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. If you want to find out more about the work that I do and the resources I have for you, you can check it out on frederickbuskey.com. Okay, that's it for today. Cheers. <laughs>